This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast as we get ready for a big Father's Day weekend. And remember, as always, brought to you by the good folks at Bet Rivers uh, for all of your wagering needs, for everything that you uh, are looking for. Go to the Bet Rivers app, new and improved. And remember, it's Bet Rivers in New York and New Jersey, Play Sugar House in Connecticut, as always, and the Bet Rivers app. As I said, new, improved, always uh, modernizing, always tinkering with it, and it gets better and better all the time, and they are the exclusive uh, sponsors of the uh, Mike Francesa podcast. Um, Two things today. Number one, we'll put a ribbon on the two-game series as uh, the Mets came from behind last night and got a win with, I believe, some uh, serious help from the Yankees last night. But uh, be that as it may, it was a game the Mets needed to win. Both teams off today. Yankees headed to Boston. Mets will welcome the Cardinals in, who were in worse shape than they are. Cardinals have lost five straight, eight of ten. They're 15 games under 500. Mets are four uh, under 10 out after yesterday's win. And listen, it wasn't a pretty game. It was a close game. And let me say this about the Subway Series, of which you know. I have always been an incredible uh, proponent. Anybody who doesn't see what it brings to the baseball season, doesn't see what it brings to the season in general, just doesn't get it. Look at the crowds the last two nights. The Mets have been awful. They've been listless. They don't have their big home run hitter. They have been doing nothing right. They have been mired in a terrible slump. And you had two of the biggest crowds in the history of City Field the last two nights. So when you think the Subway Series doesn't work, that it doesn't have any juice or magic left, just open your eyes and take a look at the ballpark the last two nights and then tell me. I mean, how clueless can you be? Now, to the game... I don't get why the entire Yankee top of the bullpen was shut down. I understand Holmes and his workload of late. But go look back at King's workload. Go look back at Peralta's workload and tell me why they weren't available last night. It doesn't make any sense. No sense. Now, what doesn't make even more sense is why Donaldson's batting third. That he's in the lineup is bad enough. The fact that you have the audacity to bat him third when he's hitting 130 makes no sense. And in a big spot, they walk Stanton and not Rizzo coming up. You got Donaldson coming up. They're going to do that every single time. Donaldson shouldn't be in the lineup, no less be batting third. But it tells you where this team is right now in terms of its offense. With Rizzo struggling, with Stanton struggling, 
And with basically half the offense out, and that, of course, Mr. Judge. And let's be honest, the balls that went to right field in the fifth and tenth inning that were not caught, Judge would have caught both of them. Fact. Just shows you the level of, and I'm not knocking the people who are going out there and trying. They're being forced into duty. They're doing the best they can. But it just shows you the level of the Yankee depth and quality of outfield has slipped that they're playing these guys in the outfield. None of these guys belong in the outfield. And none of them belong playing in outfield positions for the New York Yankees. So after getting a two-run lead and getting it because of nothing offensively, getting it with a walk, a hits batter, and a couple of follies by the Mets, getting a two-run lead on a night where both starters pitched very, very well. I have no problem with Cole leaving after six. His fifth and sixth innings weren't easy. Why anybody throws fam a fastball, I have no idea. I mean, if Billy Martin were around, you'd be fined, you know, whatever he could find you if you threw anything but curveballs to fam because he just devours the fastball. doesn't matter if it's Coles or anybody else. But, like I said, if judges in the outfield, both balls get caught. But he wasn't. And the top of the Yankee bullpen was shut down for the night, and it wound up costing them a ball game. So the Mets needed it a lot more. The Yankees, after getting the first game, could be, you know, cavalier with their approach, and they clearly were in game two. And we get a couple of tight ball games with a lot of drama and a Met win to send the faithful home happy and give them a little hope as they get ready to play the Cardinals. Um and then they play the Astros, and they won't have Alvarez. Uh, they, McCullers is gone for the season, and Alvarez is shut down for at least four weeks, maybe six, with an oblique injury. So you take any little bit of help you can get, and we'll see how bad the Cardinals are uh, as they come in, struggling, mightily struggling. So the Mets 4-3 winners last night. Nimmo after getting picked off. You know, I don't I actually don't blame Nimmo. I understand as the trail runner, you have to always be conscious of what the guy's doing in front of you. But there was no reason in the world to believe that he was gonna hold the runner at third. And he gave him a late stop sign to begin with. Just shows you all the time how underrated the importance of third base coach is. You can win and lose games and really impact games by making bad decisions at third base. The third base coach is not there to just, you know, stand around and, you know, clap his hands. He's got work to do. You can be that at first base. At third base, you got to really earn your keep. You can impact things dramatically. And the Mets are lucky that didn't come back to bite them last night. On a replay, it was tight, but they called him out, and that you always have to take into account. It was very, 
very tight and hard to see after three or four replays. When that's the case, they're pretty much going to always go with what was called on the field. So I didn't think that was in any way egregious uh, as far as it being a call last night. It was a strange game, sloppy game, strange game. But after very, very efficient pitching by both Cole and Verlander. So if you're looking for the sunny side of the street for the Mets, it's that Verlander looked very good last night. He did it with his breaking stuff, not with his fastball. Gave you a little bit of fastball late. Uh, Cole did it with his fastball, and he looked very good. And the Mets got a W, which they desperately, desperately needed. But they got it because the Yankees decided that, you know what, they could be very, very cavalier with the entire ballgame last night, and they clearly were. All right, the U.S. Open begins today. L.A. Country Club, if you like golf, This is big. If you like the majors, this is big because none of us are in love with the British Open. This is the third major. After that, there's just the British Open. And then you're pretty much, you know, other than the Ryder Cup, if it's a Ryder Cup year, you're saying goodbye to golf for all intents and purposes. So this is a big weekend. And it sets up well because being in California – This event is a big plus because on Father's Day, you can catch a lot of it. You know, the leaders won't tee off until 4 o'clock. They'll be playing until 8.30. So you're going to be watching this almost till 9 o'clock at night. Being played on the West Coast. Should be a very interesting track for them. Now, West Coast guys usually do well. West Coast assignments. Guys who know those courses, play well on those courses, etc. Here's what I, how I see it. Number one, I have a three-pronged approach here. All three guys, all at different levels of odds and with different reasons. Um... To me, Scheffler is the best player in the world week in and week out. He has been at the top almost every week, and he has played great golf. Tita Green, he has not putted like you expect Scotty Scheffler to putt in recent weeks. If he had, he would have had more wins. But he's always there, and I don't see any reason the way this course lays out that he won't be there again this week. He is 7-1. to one. He's the favorite at 7-1. to one. The favorites are, as always, Scheffler, then Rahm. That's always the case. They're always 1-2. Then you have Kepka because it's a major, and then you have Rory. That's always the – if it's a major, Kepka's in. If it's not a major, he doesn't count because he doesn't win other tournaments. I mean, he's got nine lifetime wins, five of majors. That's outrageous. But it's a major, and he's right there always in the majors. I don't think he'll win this week, but he'll be right there. Rom likes California. I, I would think he'd play well. I expect Scheffler to be right there. He's 7-1. to one. Cantley is knocking on the door. He has been in the top 15 in every major, so in both majors so far. He is knocking on the door. 
he has a very good chance to win this week. He's 16 to 1. I get the feeling with Cantley that once he gets the first major, there will be more to come. Joey LaCava being on his bag, I guess, I think a very big plus. They won't be giving him a hard time about playing slow. That'll take a little pressure off him. He's ready to win. He's 16 to 1. And then the guy who's the horse for the course, I always like a guy who plays well, and that's Max Homer. He's 28, depending where you look, 28 to 1, 30 to 1. So to me, I got a three prong approach Scheffler at 7 to 1, Cantley at 16 to 1, and Homer at 28 or 30 to 1. Those are my guys for this tournament this week. Scheffler, Cantley, and Homer. All at different stages, all at different levels of odds. 7 to 1, 16 to 1, and, eight, and 20, let's say 28 to 1. On the one I use, on the Bet Rivers, 7 to 1, 16 to 1, and 28 to 1. This will be won by, I believe, a guy who is not, you know, I don't think it's going to be won by a 100 to 1 shot. I think this tournament will be won, and I think it will be a decorated leaderboard on Sunday, and I think you will have, uh, you know, one of the guys who's inside 30 to 1 win this thing. So you're talking about, obvious, the regular suspects. Do I think Rory win? Absolutely not. Do I think Rom can win? Absolutely. Do I think Kepka can win? Absolutely. Do I think Shoffley can win? Absolutely. Clearly those guys can win. And I think Spieth can win. I think Spieth will play well. I don't think he'll win. I also think that Riss has bothered him a little bit, so I, I don't think he'll win. I wouldn't be surprised if he played well. I really wouldn't. You know, I, that, that wouldn't surprise me in the least. Other guys, as far as being right there, you know, guys you would uh, look to as far as uh, Victor Hovland has obviously become a big fan favorite. He has broken through in recent weeks. He has gotten better and better. There's no question. Always had an issue with his wedge. Now he's playing much better in that regard. Him right there would be no surprise. Uh, Cameron Smith would be no surprise. Colin Murakawa would be no surprise. It's Patrick. You know, always dangerous. Um, I know people are on Tommy Fleetwood because of last week. I Listen, I... I Tommy's going to eventually win in America, but I don't think it's going to be in the U.S. Open this week. Lost in a playoff last week. Some people like DeChambeau. I, I don't. Uh, I don't see DeChambeau. Ricky Fowler's playing better. I'd like to see him on the board in a major. If he finished in, the, if Ricky finished in the top ten, I would think that would be another step in his return to playing good golf. But the amazing thing is Ricky Fowler was the most automatic putter anywhere for years. And he just doesn't make the level of putts anymore that he used to just 
I mean, he used to go up to a, you know an eight foot of a bar, and it was it was like it was a tapping. That's how good he was with the putter. You know, Matsuyama, Cameron Young, guys like that. You always think about Dustin Johnson, guys like that. Eh, outside shots, but like I said. I think it's coming from the inside, the 30 to 1 guys. And the cutoff there is Homer. Inside that group are Homer, Murakawa, Smith, Jordan Spieth, Shoffley, Cantley, Hovland, McElroy, Kepka, Rahm, Scheffler. I think the winner comes from that group. I don't think it'll be an outsider that wins this one. I think this will be won by a guy, like I said, who's a, you know, a name. And also, you know, uh, Homer, most tournaments would be much larger odds. But again, he's a horse for the course. So we'll see what happens there. Should be very interesting to watch. I, I like the idea that you can, you know, have the day and then sit down and watch some golf. I like that. So you can sit down and watch golf six, seven, eight, right up until, you know, they can they can play out there till 9 o'clock at night, Eastern time. So I think that will be a, uh, from a viewing standpoint, will be a very, very uh, solid. And then Sunday, you know, having the U.S. Open on Sunday, whether you're having a barbecue, whatever you get on uh, your day, you know what? You get to sit back and watch a little golf if you want. It's your day. And... Uh, it's a nice finish to the Father's Day weekend. So it should be a very contentious tournament. It should be interesting to watch. I'm dying to see this 295-yard par 3 and how they attack it. I mean, you go after it with a 3-wood. You go after it with the driver and think you can hold the green. Is there a safe place to deposit the ball? I have to really see the course in action. I'll look for it today just to see how they attack this hole. It would be very fascinating. 295 yard, depending on, you know, where they put the tee box that day. But 295 yard, par three. You know, think about if you're out there and you're playing a, you know, 230 yard par three. You're a decent golfer or you're an okay golfer and you're playing at 230. You know how challenging it is. Now, you're not gonna, unless you really hit the ball pretty well, you're not going to reach it. Like, I'm not reaching a 230-yard par three. So where am I going to put the ball? Now, they reach everything. But can they hold the green with the club? That's the question. And how much trouble is there to get into if you miss There'll be risk-reward there. There'll be a place where you can put the ball that's safe, and then there'll be a place where you are running a risk-reward to attack. So I'd be fascinated to see how they play that hole. I really will. And this is the north course. Uh, They say it brings the second shot guys and the short game guys into play. It's not just going to be a big hitter course. It's not going to penalize the big hitters. It's not going to 
make it a big hitter game only. It's not going to, it's going to bring pretty much, they feel everybody into play. If you play well, if you bring your A game, you can win this tournament with a variety of talents. So it's not going to overly favor one group, which will make it interesting. And you know that U.S. Open courses are never easy. Although this one, from what I understand, does not have incredibly penal rough. It's The rough is not going to be the you know end-all, be-all where you can't get in the rough. It's not going to be one of those weeks. And the fairways, I gather, are fairly generous for U.S. Open site. So again, that brings the bigger hitters back into play here. But as always, you're going to have to have a complete game to win this tournament. You know, there's not going to be a part of your game you're not going to have to utilize to win to win a championship. So enjoy. There's the picks. Baseball this weekend. I mean, the Yankees are in Boston. That's always something, you know. Whenever they step in Fenway, it's something. We'll see if the Mets can take advantage of this Cardinal team, which is just you know in worse shape than them, which says a lot. And obviously, uh, a happy Father's Day to everybody as we head towards the weekend. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan, and you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli Podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.